The adoption of artificial intelligence is growing at a rapid pace in many industries, and a new survey from the Pew Research Center examines how the public views AI specifically in healthcare. It's Monday, March 6th. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Artificial intelligence has the potential to profoundly reshape healthcare, from improving patient outcomes and safety to reducing costs and alleviating administrative burden for providers. Many health systems are already deploying certain AI algorithms. For example, some hospitals are using AI to detect which patients are at risk for sepsis. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily. Though the use of AI in healthcare settings is gaining traction, a new survey from the Pew Research Center finds that a majority of American adults, around 60%, are uncomfortable with the technology being used by healthcare providers to make diagnoses or recommend treatment. However, the public also reports that they do want providers to use the technology in certain instances. On today's episode, we listen to my conversation with Alec Tyson. He's an associate director of research at the Pew Research Center, where he studies public views of science and technology. He told me why he and his team wanted to take a closer look at public perceptions of AI in healthcare. AI is, really has implications to change the way we work and live and receive essential services like healthcare. So it's part of an ongoing commitment by the Pew Research Center to bring the public's voice to the table, to try and understand how they're feeling about the ways that AI may be influencing their life. And healthcare felt like an important place to start because uh, it's almost self-evident, but large shares of Americans, almost every American interacts with the healthcare system. And the consequences are high stakes here. It's about your health or community health. So that's why we wanted to start with uh, how Americans feel about the use of AI in this context. Well, then what were some of the biggest takeaways from the survey and were you surprised by any of the findings? Right, right. Well, caution, right? That's where I'd start. There's a high level of public caution towards the use of artificial intelligence in health and medicine, at least at this stage. And views can and will change as people get to know the technology. It could go in multiple directions, but let's just start by what we mean by caution. 
60% of Americans say they would feel uncomfortable if their own provider relied on AI in their own care. And there's not a widespread sense that AI will improve outcomes for patients generally. At this moment in the survey, 38% of Americans said, if we use AI more in health and medicine, it will improve outcomes for patients generally, right? There's a larger share who thinks AI would either make things worse or not make things any different. So at this point, there's not a broad sense that AI will improve outcomes. And then one more measure I, I would add to this conversation, which is the pace of technological adoption. A large majority of Americans, about 75%, say that their greater concern is that healthcare providers will adopt this technology too soon before they really fully understand either or all of its risks. A much smaller share says they're concerned, more concerned that they won't move quickly enough and miss opportunities to help care. So that's some of what we saw in this survey that underscores this note of public caution towards AI and health and medicine. So I want to double click on the issue about the pace of adoption. There are numerous organizations that are trying to innovate within the healthcare industry through more technology, and sometimes that includes artificial intelligence. So what should systems take into account when they do move to adopt a technology like AI? We know from previous research that the public makes distinctions about the level at which AI is operating. And what I mean by that is AI assisting or making a recommendation. Is it augmenting a human decision maker? Or is AI responsible for final decision making or, or highly involved in these final decisions? Much more public comfort with AI to assist or augment a human provider than to make the final call. So that's one thing that might be a part of the answer to your question is the degree to which AI is responsible for some of these high stakes health and medicine decisions. You mentioned at the beginning of our conversation that the public is largely cautious when it comes to artificial intelligence. And so one thing that stood out to me while reading this survey was that a majority of respondents, something around 65 percent, said that they want AI to be used in their own screening for skin cancer. How do you see that fitting into what we've already discussed so far? Yeah, exactly right. And one thing that's happening here is nuance. Even at this early stage, the public is making distinctions. They're saying, hey, I'm comfortable with AI helping to screen some images. They're okay with that. In fact, they say they would want that, right? But in other applications, there's less confidence, there's more unease. And I think it's notable that even though views are still forming, the public does see uh, some areas they're more or less comfortable with. They're making distinctions, right? And that's one example. Screening an image is maybe less human-centered than some other examples we talked about, uh, one of which included chatbots for mental health support. That might be something that feels a bit more personal for people where they want a human to interact with, whereas maybe screening an image, if it can help with accuracy there, okay, yeah, I'm okay with that. We know that the relationship between a patient and their healthcare provider is extremely important. And you found that 57% of survey respondents believe using AI would worsen relationships between patients and providers, and only around 13% believed it would actually improve it. What should physicians and other healthcare providers take away from this? Yeah. Well, in part, I think this speaks to the why. We've talked about this public caution or 60% being uncomfortable with AI in their own care. Why do they feel that way? One reason is the sense that it would erode or worsen the patient-provider relationship. So if you were to look at this survey from a practitioner point of view, 
I think it's absolutely the case that the provider-patient relationship is front of mind for many folks in driving this overall sense of perhaps caution or a little bit of uh, discomfort. Now, how you mitigate that, I think there are a range of strategies that maybe those in healthcare would be best situated to address, including things like communication come to mind. But it, yeah, I mean, start there, that there's some anxiety about how AI could impact the patient-provider relationship. An issue that we are grappling with, both societally and in healthcare, is the issue of racial and ethnic bias. And you asked about racial and ethnic bias in healthcare and the potential impact artificial intelligence could have on it. What did you learn from respondents on this issue? Well, this is an area where the public sees some promise for AI, right? So if you ask the public, how much of a problem is racial and ethnic bias in healthcare? 70% of Americans say it's a major or minor problem. So we followed up with that majority of Americans and we said, okay, if we use AI more in healthcare, uh, how do you think it would affect this issue? And by a pretty wide margin, 51% to 15%, more thought that AI would make this issue of racial and ethnic bias in care better, improve the situation, just 15% thought it would make it worse. Right. So that was a really notable finding in this survey. In one area, even though there's an overriding sense of caution, there is specific areas where the public sees some promise. And this is one of them. So even with that sense of caution, did respondents at all indicate how they thought AI would ultimately mitigate racial and ethnic bias in healthcare? And I ask that because one concern that has cropped up in the broader conversations about AI is that the people behind some of these learning platforms may have their own implicit biases that might be ultimately reflected here. Well, that, that same question was on our mind when we designed the survey. So we followed up with folks. If you said you think AI was going to make the situation better, worse, or about the same, we asked you, call it an open-ended question. They use their own language. Why do you think that is? And for the folks who thought it would help the issue of racial and ethnic bias get better, they said things like uh, AI can be more neutral. It's not as biased. And really some interesting examples here, like it's not going to judge a patient based on its characteristics like the clothes they're wearing, like a cue of social economic class. There are also those who say things, and you do hear this in, it, it, there's a broad debate in AI about ethics and, and bias. Does it just reflect bias or could it make it better? You did hear some folks saying, well, no, nothing's going to change because AI just reflects the bias that's in society, that's in the training data. So you do hear some competing perspectives, and I think that does reflect a broader debate that's happening in AI. But on balance, from the public's point of view, they seem more optimistic that this technology could help. In your opinion, what should healthcare providers and industry leaders take away from the results of this survey? Yeah, I think our contribution here is, look, AI, you might hear a lot from uh, the folks designing this technology, perhaps those with a commercial interest in, in selling the technology. Our role in bringing the public voice to the table, we just think that policy is better when folks can consider where the public's at, right? And what we're seeing here is some caution. So that can inform communication, outreach. If you're a provider and you really believe in the power of this to improve outcomes, what's your plan to help communicate the why? What's it, what is it doing? How is it going to help? And how or why do you know or feel that way, right? So I think those are some of the questions that can underscore. But we our sense at the center, our role is any policy discussion is better when there's an awareness of where the public's at. And that's what we hope we can provide in this survey. 
That was Alec Tyson. He's an associate director of research at the Pew Research Center, where he studies public views of science and technology. He joined the podcast to talk about how the public views the use of artificial intelligence in healthcare settings. You can find a link to the Pew Research survey we discussed on our website. This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. We'll be back with healthcare business and policy news updates tomorrow, as always, in 10 minutes or less. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at gisthealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The Gist Healthcare Daily Podcast is an independent production of Gist Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.